Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu. Welcome to the Insight here on Radio Islam International. My name is Anissa Isak and I will be keeping you company this evening. Unfortunately, as uh, you know, due to load shedding, we are recording our um, programs for um, the evening show, particularly as I'm sitting in Durban and it is load shedding at the moment and this is a recording of our show. We are talking about the earthquakes that have devastated Turkey and parts of Syria as well. Um, lots of news coming through, lots of assistance needed, lots of people, families devastated by the, um, on, you know, the uh, five, I think, earthquakes that have actually hit Turkey. And obviously the fact that more could happen um, is quite concerning. But we are talking to Terkman Terzi today. He is a Turkish national based here in permanent resident in South Africa, as well as well as a journalist. And um, he'll be giving us some updates with regards to what's happening in Turkey um, presently and maybe even some, you know, um, stories as to what's happened uh, during the earthquake because he has family in Turkey as well. Terkman, assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Welcome to the show. Alaikum salam. Thank you very much. All right. So, you know, um, I did uh, speak to you a little earlier on with regards to what's happening in Turkey. And, you, you know, you come from a, the area around where the initial earthquake, um, the first one hit, the second one as well. And you've got family members in that area. So you have been uh, obviously, you know, here in South Africa, but impacted by this because you have family there. Tell us a little bit about what happened. Um, I know your parents live in the area. Yes, uh, I came to Cape Town and uh, Sunday uh, for sauna uh, and mining in Daba. So the Monday early morning, very early, before 5 a.m. Uh, so my friends, uh, South Af- Turkish friends in South Africa, I saw the message me uh, on WhatsApp. He said, uh, "Are you oh, your family okay? Your people okay?" And I start checking. Uh, then immediately I remember the 1999 one because I was in Ankara. The epicenter was Izmit, uh, close by Istanbul. But we felt in also Ankara, I was a student, 19 years old student that time. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I just remember those days. And I was uh, after uh, within uh, after sec- uh, 45 hours after I was a part of volunteer group. So I moved that side. It was we lost 20,000 almost that time so i immediately remember those days and i was i knew that this earthquake is so big because i check it is magnitude 7.8 so then i immediately call my families uh, luckily my uh, old mom and uh, mother was not in the t- city Kahraman Maraş is a, our city center. Yes. Uh, so then my i could try to reach my sister they left all home so then my father-in-law uh, live in the Gaziantep, in uh, the city with border city with Syria is close by Kahraman Mara. So they also left their home and they said they never ever seen any and sister-in-law. They said we never ever seen such a big uh, uh, you know, like calamities like you can say. Uh, they were crying and they were in the car in a freezing cold. So then they moved to the the uh, farmhouse, very basic farmhouse. So then I uh, try to contact. Then uh, noon time is another earthquake hit the Elbistan city. Elbistan is my. I am from Afshin. Is a district is with Elbistan is just 20 kilometer. 
So uh, I tried to reach my uncles because I was born in Afshin. Yes. Uh, so all my peoples, all of them. But I couldn't get any information. Only evening time I put my uncles on. They moved to the farmhouse. Actually, my own farmhouse. They they moved. That they all left their houses. Mm-hmm. So then, um, you know, it's a winter and then communication is not good. Yes. They were not aware with each other once. Some family members are in village, some in the town. It's just 15 kilometers, but they are not aware of each other because no electricity, no, you know, like uh, they are in not their home power cut because they you can't supply electricity when the earthquake. So things are, uh, I was not aware that that much level. And you are seeing in the mid. Yeah, they reach Adana city, they reach Diyarbakir, they reach Hatay city. It's, it's relatively uh, easy to reach these cities because it's not that cold. But my uh, epicenter in my area is a mountainous area. And only today, uh, search and rescue operation started only today in my town. I'm just getting information from my friends and some family members. Uh, and then some my family, some relatives were missing. Uh, because they went to the shopping, buying some things. Yes. And the second earthquake hit. We were very worried about that. And I got an information just 30 minutes ago. And uh, actually, he passed away. He was a young person. Yes. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah, it's difficult yes, I'm sorry, now. Be sorry to hear our condolences are with you. May Allah yeah. grant the uh, your uncle um, you know, a peace and uh, granting the highest stages of Jannah. Yeah. I mean... This must Thank be terrible. You. I can understand. You know, it's family. You you are here. They are there. Um, it's also a relief to know that your parents are safe because they're not anywhere close to the um, yes. earthquake zone at the moment. Uh, yeah, my not my family, my uh, mother and uh, father, but my wife, uh, uh, all family in the still in Gaziantep. Uh, yeah, and all others there. Uh, so is a weather is a very cold. Mm-hmm. And uh, they need an assistance. Actually, uh, they are saying uh, assistance they not received yet. Uh, also, in my district, uh, the municipality is collapsed. So, uh, you know, generally you're receiving the help from municipality has to organize all of, mobilize all of this yes. help. But they can't. Uh, so, yes, uh, they all lost. They lost all cousins. And I'm getting information now is... I was not aware that big, so I'm getting information, and now all all they lost all homes, and they are in one particular room with many people. Uh, yeah. In that area, yes. Now, when we're looking at, you know, there's drone footage coming out now of what's, you know, what the devastation looks like, and you've lived in Turkey, so for you this is very personal. And when you look at these pictures. You know, the I'm sure the emotions that they evoke must be quite painful because you see, not only are you seeing death and destruction, um, but memories, uh, you know, have been erased. Parts of 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 um, Turkey that once were historical land sites are gone. Everything would have to be rebuilt. The destruction is really, really bad. But at the moment, I think, you know, many people are saying they want to give money or um, they want to help in some way. Is this really what is needed right now or is assistance in getting the many people out? Because the weather is really, really cold at the moment as well. So lives are hanging in the balance. You know, uh, the earthquake hit on uh, on Monday is now, today is uh, Wednesday, am I right? Like today is Wednesday. 
So, uh, so people are already lost their lives. Like I, to, I explain you. Like also, my father was a builder, so I know the whole, all get information. So all the buildings are collapsed, and, and they never receive any. I am talking about my particular, the Elbistan and my town. Yes. I talk is the epicenter actually. Also in Marash. So they not received, uh, only TRT received the Marash yesterday. So uh, they already, they lost their life. And in my town, they say we're hearing the voice more than 48 hours, almost 40 hours, but no any help. So the people are already lost their life under the rubbles. Yes. So the, now they needed to immediately uh, reach uh, to the people are needy because you can't survive in Turkey in the outside in the winter because you know like your imagination your if you not experience weather you cannot imagine how the snow if you not live in the snow area yes you can't guess it like you thinking like in a South African way you might think like okay if I have an overcoat is a strong blanket I can survive is no you cannot survive. And I don't see any tents, anything. Uh, so uh, the also, you know, in Turkey, we have a very uh, tense situation, the political situation. Yes, yes. So the government is not, I see, not allowing the opposition to help them. Uh, the, the many people are now tweeting. The, we have Kurdish people, you know, Kurdish majority people. Yes. They have, uh, uh, they say you are terrorists, they, they are political party. Uh, they don't allow them to reach the people. And then the government did not allow the army to reach the area uh, because is is these things are is unique to Turkey. You may not get it like uh, they're not allowing army because the uh, the risk of coup risk like army can take over yes, the rule. Yes. Is mm -hmm. only army can reach these uh, cities because all road collapse airports uh, are not yes. functioning. So people were not being uh, being uh, we were not being able to evacuate from the cities they stuck in the cities for instance my sister uh, they were lucky to leave the uh, the city but many people they couldn't leave this uh, leave the city i experienced same thing in 1999 we were going into the city roads were all you know like collapsed many many parts we were like uh, you know like jumping like with the trucks i remember so millions, like thousands, hundreds of thousands of people were leaving the, the town, the city. We were going, driving into the city. So only army, it means army can reach these areas. Army vehicles, yes. Yes. big vehicles can reach. So people are very, very, you know, the angry. And many people also from the government, they say, why you are not uh, uh, coming? Why you are not helping uh, after many, many long hours? And you remember, we already experienced 1990 earthquake, 1999. Mm -hmm. The Turkish government that time introduced very strict correct, uh, law for the construction. But the current government came after this destruction. People is voted for hope. But you see now 20 years, you did not take any lesson. 
many buildings, uh, the, the, the governments also, you know, the construction is a driving force uh, in our economy and the government people mainly in this construction, all the municipalities. So why you allow, uh, that's why they allow all the illegal buildings, high uh, stories. Yes. So why are you allowing these things? We experience these things. We are located on high uh, zone, uh, risk zone. But you, yes. you see the build, how buildings collapse. You can see in social media. Absolutely. Why are you allowing all these buildings? Even in my town, I saw they allowed like a 10 stories, 15 stories in Elbistan, the, the epicenter. District next to my, I, we, my family also come from there. Like we are actually from there. So I have relatives, many there. They allow many, I was surprised. I saw the very tall buildings. Why are you allowing these buildings in this town? Yes. So these are all the these things. I don't, you know, like in this in disaster. Uh, and then the government is now introduced disinformation reporting apps. Can you imagine like someone yes. is asking, asking where is the state? Where is the government? And these apps, the government is going and profiling him and uh, is threatening him. So these things are, you are politicizing natural disaster. So it is a very emotional time for all people. But at the same time, you know, like uh, the government must reach people immediately. Yes, international help is very important, but you have your own resources. And you can see is another problem. You see... Is a unique thing for our culture. We have this is our uh, culture. Yes. Eleven thousand people were rushing into the Istanbul airports. More than eleven thousand people to go to the affected areas. But these these people have, are not trained. Most of them. So yes. they will go there. But how they are going to help people? They are ordinary people. They are good heart, good intention. Yes. They intention very good. Is, intention yes. is a perfect. Intention is super. But. You are not trained. You are just ordinary. You will go there. You yes. will cause another because issue. So problem. Yes. Absolutely. Another problem. Because I I was a volunteer. I went there in 99 with truck driver. So I I faced seven, eight times the life risk. So I managed to come back to the Ankara. But it was a very risky journey for me. Then I saw that time cries and crisis management were doing almost nothing. Uh, so all the trucks are in the queues. So I found uh, one uh, official small uh, p place. I saw them, they are mobilizing, they offloading truck. That time I offload entire truck, uh, were full of medicine and the clothes and everything. I still have a back pain since then uh, because I offloaded the uh, entire truck. So these people, uh, oh, 11,000 people can go, but they really cannot help much. Exactly. Uh, because we have a special units, you know, like crisis and crisis and management see, yes. units. But they have to reach there. Are these units being deployed? Because you did talk about the political situation, and if these units are being deployed, um, you know, where are they being deployed? Because will they go into the areas if they're being not allowed into uh, into certain areas? It's going to cause. I mean, the death toll has increased to almost, I think, over eight thousand now. Um, so that yes. and, the, and and you know the sad thing is that many people obviously even if they survive the 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 earthquake itself it's the cold that's going to kill them. Yes, yes, cold going to kill them. You know, like I now got information. They come to my district only. They started to evacuate. They start helping search and rescue team arrive. My district is the epicenter of the earthquake. Just now, just one hour, two hours ago, they reach. So already, 
is thousands of thousands of thousands building collapse. And we don't know the villages. They even couldn't reach the village because it's very snow. So the municipality has to support. To. So we see the search and rescue team in, for instance, Adana. Adana is a big city. Yes. Adana is a Mediterranean sea. You can reach Adana. And Adana is not the epicenter. So Hatay is border with Syria. Uh, yes, many, I think, search and rescue team uh, teams are there. But these are not enough. So some people are, we have many uh, people there, MPs and all of them. They say Adana is grounded. Uh, no, Hatay is grounded. There, there is no more any Hatay city, all completely destroyed. And we are trying to help people, but no one is, we don't see anyone here. Is You can, yes, rescue team are there, but it's very limited, I am saying that. Like. Mm -hmm. Municipality is supposed to work, uh, government supposed to work, uh, but obviously also when you municipalities when you, with opposition parties but when you look at at these areas that have been affected as you said they're very mountainous areas and um looking at hatay and adana they're closer to the coast so people would be able to get there but getting to um the areas that are, have been the epicenter of both those quakes is going to be difficult so that's why it could also mean that it would take longer for people to get there but with more people coming in from other parts of the world, um, you know, and they're going to go in to try and help, the, the question then arises is, will they be able to get in looking at the political situation? Because if people are not going to work together on the ground, it's going to only increase the time. And there's no time right now. I think the, the, the people that have been working are also very tired because it's been almost three days that they've been working flat out to try and get people out of the rubble elsewhere, um, you know? Yes. Yes, you know, you, you see, what I am trying to say, the destruction is huge. Uh, President Erdogan said this is the biggest destruction since 1939 earthquake. We lost 30,000 and 100,000 injured. What I am trying to say, Turkey needs a unity now. Yes, mm -hmm. international help is very important. From South Africa also, gift of the givers, I think, reached to Turkey. This is extremely important for us. But what I am saying, uh, hundreds and ten thousand square kilometer affected, not only Turkey, in Syria, all of this region. The epicenter is my hometown. And then 22 million people were affected. In this time, we need unity. Turkey is a big country. Izmir, uh, Istanbul, uh, you know, they were not affected. They are rich people. They, they have all resources. Uh, so we need the unity. So they are they are not allowing some opposition parties, some CHP they are not allowing, so they are not allowing other uh, party vehicles. They are trying to help their own people. Uh, so we need now a unity, but we don't have still, we still even in these circumstances, we don't have a unity and government is threatening people and silencing, trying to silence people. People are angry. People lost their yes. families. Mm. Uh, you said is emotion. Yes, is a very emotional. But uh, you know, I am here, so I cannot feel that uh, distraction from yes. here. Yes. It's a very stressful uh, uh, situation for me. But you cannot, you cannot. Ex if you're not experienced, you cannot feel. So people are in desperate. I have a one good friend, he posted, he said, even we don't have a, now a, a cup of water, like a glass of water to drink. 
So these people are very rich normally, like they they are very good condition. They were living a good life, but still they say we don't have a glass of water to drink. So even we need a glass of water. So we need a unity in Turkey. This yes. is the very unfortunate situation now where what we are facing. These distances are delaying help. Mm-hmm. This tension, political tension, delaying help. So the international help, yes, I saw the Greece is rescuing people. Uh, Israel came and then uh, Azerbaijan came. Is the countries are coming, you know, the neighbors are coming. Yes. The European unions are coming. Yes. Russia said we are ready. But these are can help, but not you can't rely on only foreign help. Yeah, that's that's very true. And I think the unity is what is important within the country as well. But Dirkman, can you also maybe do you know what the situation is like in, in Syria? I mean, this is a war-torn country, um, you know, very close to the border. Do you perhaps know of anything or any news coming out of Syria as well? You know, this is another heart, very heartbreaking situation. The yes. it is very interesting. The earthquake hit the area is Turkish controlled area. You know, Turkey is uh, is in Syria since 2016, yes. directly controlling. So for me, almost four million people are there and they are displaced people. They are migrants within Syria. Idlib was a big, is a big city, is uh-huh. terribly hit, and Afrin, Elbab, all many cities. So there are many, many different rebel groups are there, armed groups are there. They were all fighting each other. So... Situation is really difficult. I see many reports and, uh, you know, like the rescue and search operation, their teams, they, they, were, they are going there, but they, uh, they will, their job will not be easy. And then when it comes to Turkey, we have four or five million Syrian refugees in Turkey, and mostly they, were, they are living in my town, uh, Kahraman, Maraş, Gaza, Antep, you know, like yes. the, they are mainly living in our region. I spent 50 days in uh, uh, in the Gaziantep city, I saw all these people. So their situation is worse than uh, Turkish people's situation because they can at least go to relatives. My my family, they all go to relatives' houses. Uh, but Syrians, where they are, uh, where they are going to go? Like they already displaced 20 yes. times. Yes. Uh, yes. They they need an international assistance. Uh, they need, uh, yeah, they need all kind of help. Their situation is is another very worrying situation. Absolutely. Now you spoke about a coup earlier on with regards to the political situation. Um, I'm sure that you know with elections on the horizon as well, and and most of the opposition wanting President Recep Tayyip Erdogan out. Um, how do you see this playing uh, for him? Uh, I mean, it doesn't look good if if he's trying so hard, um, or if you know. Uh, to to keep people apart and not bringing unity to save the people of, of Turkey, especially during this time. It's not going to bode well for him in the coming elections, is it? Yeah, you know, you at this situation, you, you cannot, uh, how to say, you cannot um, think election. You cannot act according to, like, to save your votes, to, to, uh, to save your political party. So tension is high. So the biggest issue is Erdogan is now is a one-man rule. He's controlling everything. So the, even the uh, chief of military staff army is his own person. Like he fully controlling the army and the intelligence officers and the police forces. 
This is the problem because he control all entire country. So one man rule. So the people needs how to say take an initiative, take an action. So if one man is directing, so is this delaying this situation, uh, this system is delaying people to reach out to the needy people because in 1999 you didn't have this tension. So people were on the ground, people were reaching each other, people were helping each other without thinking what political party, what army, what that danger. But now we are is more considering like more thinking about uh, which party, which situation, which election, you know, like people scared to talk. Yes. These are extra burden, like extra. Uh, the guy, he lost his families and he is calling help. And then at the end of his talk, he says, okay, you can arrest me. If you can, you can arrest me. Why Why he needs to tell these things? Why he's scaring? Why he's scared to tell these things? Like he's, he's, he needs help, am I right? He's calling help. But even, even he's scared to call help. So why we are in this mm. Yes, I, 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 I saw that when he gave his speech, when he said he's keeping a note of all the lies and distortions and will open his notebook when the time comes. Um, it's almost a threat to the people. It's a threat. I already received this threat every day for the last eight years. So my media was shut down in uh, 2016 because my media was exposed is corruption in 2013. So last eight years, I couldn't go back to my country. My only, my only threat to them, they, I write an articles, I criticize, I said, that is not right, this is not right. Mm, mm. Uh, so they are also threatening me. So uh, I couldn't go back to my country last eight years. This threat I receive, I also get has support from all international uh, media organizations. Uh, they said uh, about me and my, like a critical journalist. So we only write and we only file what people are saying already in the media or already already fact. We are reporting facts. So, but whatever you said, the truth, uh, so you are under threat in these circumstances. Mm -hmm. This is worse than the situation. And you told me about uh, emotion. Yes, I'm a very emotional now, but last eight years I couldn't be into my country. Mm. So I lost a kind of how to say connection yes you know but what happened now is extra emotion because you never been there for many years and you see the total destruction absolutely that's an extra emotional for me now so this is going to be quite a backlash for him because one he's going to have to answer now to the people with regards to his response and also, um, you know, you mentioned some of the corruption as well as the fact that most of those buildings have, you know, come down in the way that they have. So, so it shows it's actually now proof against him, if you want to say that. Um, and, and I think he's going to see more of the um, opposition parties come out against him. Maybe even his own people stand up against him. Um, so the upcoming elections is going to be quite... Uh, I think difficult for him. It's not going to be easy. Yeah, you see now uh, at this uh, situation, our people are dying, and my town is the epicenter. My people died, so we, I like, I don't want to even like talk about politics or election. Or who comes in the democratic countries doesn't matter. Who comes like 
is not an issue. Someone win the election, did good job and stay in power. If Erdogan is doing good job, he should start doing good job now and should help people, yeah. should mobilize more resources to the people, rescue people. I will vote for him. So we will all vote for him. Mm. So yes. this is this is not an issue now we have to we need to discuss now. Just he should he's the president of country. He's collecting tax, he's collecting money, he's ordering, he's head of the state. So have you you see now he's threatening people from his palace. Why he's not in the district? Why he's not in the epicenter? Yes, I'm sure that's a question many people are why, asking. Why he's not in my town? My town is the highest number of the vote. Kahraman Maraş, Erdogan received the highest uh, percentage of the votes from my my uh, city, yes. my hometown. He been to my, uh, my hometown many times. Uh, why he's not in my hometown now? All right. He's I... threatening people from his yes. palace. Yes. All right. Turkmen, okay. for your time, much okay, appreciated. And um, we wish you and your family all the best. May Allah make it easy for you during this time. I can imagine how difficult it must be. And I hope that Allah keeps your family safe and may Allah grant all of the people affected by the, the earthquakes, um, you know, patience to go through this and strength as well, inshallah. And we'll be making lots of dua as well for all the people affected. Thank you so much, Jazakallah. Ameen. Assalamu alaikum. Alaikum salam. And that was Terkman Terzi talking to us. And you can hear the emotion, um, you know, not being able to go back to his home um, where he has family affected by the uh, earthquakes that have taken place. And I'm sure many people across the world from Turkey are feeling the same way because people even outside of the areas that have been devastated by these earthquakes are unable to get there at the moment. So if they have family um, you know, and, and this is just taking forever for people to get to the um, parts of the um, areas that have been affected. Um, I know one of the Ghanaian footballer Atsu was found alive in the rubble and most of the stories coming through are quite heartbreaking. Um, you know, you're seeing pictures of fathers hanging on to their children, uh, rescuers pulling young people out of um, under the debris, dead bodies being pulled out, women giving birth under these circumstances. It is really, um, you know, difficult to watch and to understand because we've never been through something like this. And he's quite right. You know, you can't, you will never understand unless you are in that particular situation or if you've experienced something close to that before. And as South Africans, we've never been through that. And really blessed are we that we've not had, uh, you know, something as devastating as this to uh, affect us in the way it has, because it's really hurtful. So inshallah, that is our interview with Terkman Terzi. We'll be talking uh, soon to one of the other journalists as well. We'll pick up the story in a few minutes, inshallah.